To by George from Page to Stage. I am Matt Ogden. This is Rich Sykes. Hello! And he's back from Japan. You've watched a few episodes in between whilst he's been working. Yeah! Um, and yeah, you're back. So I am. I was working for three weeks. How dare you? How dare you impugn the nature of my profession? <laughs> he was just too busy enjoying himself. I did. Really. I loved it. But it's good to be back. And yes. we're going straight into, uh, into uh, the run of By George, really. Yeah. Uh, because in a couple of weeks, Things are really going to start getting going. Ooh. So we're kind of treading water for a couple of weeks, just so I can show you a bit, bit more of the process. Mm-hmm. But after two weeks, we have the tickets going on sale. Good. We've got a read-through happening, Excellent. and suddenly everything is kicking into gear. Nice. Interesting. So what's what's the current state of play? Where are we at with the the musical? Where are we at with the cast getting ready for their first rehearsal? What's what's happening? Well, in terms of the theatre, um, the tickets go on sale as we're recording. They go on sale next Wednesday for theatre subscribers, and then next Friday. This is the current plan for <laughs> everyone else. Yes. You, well, you never know. We might might just sell out. You see? Yeah. Well, hopefully. Well, the fact is, we've got a fair few tickets to shift. We we've got to sell about. I think it's 1,600, something like that. David um, Clegg, you've got a job on your hands. <laughs> For those who don't know, David Clegg is our lord and master when it comes to ticket sales. He has a catchphrase, which is, Push Tuesday. Well, <laughs> he can't say that this time because there isn't a Tuesday performance, so he's going to have to change it to Push Thursday or something like that. <laughs> so David is is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man, and he's going to be in charge of looking at all the facts and figures and seeing exactly where we need to, need to press office. home our box office advantage. Yes, exactly. No, we like David. He's been part of my life since 1997, uh, when I first did my first Woodhouse show. I know you're five, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us were were cutting our acting chops at that point. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's a very, very fun friend. I was, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, I know you were. You, I mean, you were Michael and Peter Pan at school. You, you were a young starter. As, as a young, fresh-faced, blonde-haired, blue-eyed... You still are young. Well, You're still fresh-faced. You've still got blue hair, eyes. But... No, no hair, but that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. So that's where we are with the theatre. Um, um, I went to the theatre just over the weekend. Yeah. And managed to sit next to Becky, who was the uh, theatre manager there. And um, we just had a bit of a conflict about how things were going. Uh, the publicity is kicking into gear now. So we've Good. got um, we've got the leaflets that are going to be printed. And um, and, and it's, all, it's all cohering very well at the moment. So uh, beyond that, um, you asked how the cast were. I've checked in with a few of the cast and they are absolutely chomping at the bit <laughs> to get going with, um, uh, well... I, I saw our lead. I saw Nikki, oh, good, who good. you've not seen on the pod yet. I've not. Because she wouldn't be auditioned because she was no, too nervous. No. I get you. Well, I, we have some Luddites in the cast. Okay. When you and I did Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and we did it with Woodhouse, the majority of the cast were reading the script and their music from their phone. My yeah, eyesight true, can't actually. do that. Whereas I just did none of that. I just turned up and took my clothes off. I mean, you do what you do very well. It's, it's part of your process. I, we all understand. <laughs> so they're reading it from their phone, but a, a lot of people can't do that. I mean, yeah. I was I was I was on an iPad 
because my eyesight is so poor that it has to be 12 inches before I can... Not bank balance. <laughs> a lot of people are wanting uh, printed copies because mm. we have an older cast for this. And which makes things a little difficult because, of course, you've got, you've got to have green credentials. But at the moment, I'm tearing through paper to print these copies. Keeping that font size as small yeah, as possible. Yeah, as, as small as I possibly can. <laughs> and uh, I delivered uh, two scripts this last week. Yeah, good. I delivered one to, to Helen, who's playing Lil. Oh. And I delivered one to Nikki, who's playing Pauline. Oh, lovely. And oh, they were just, again, the... the sure. So they still haven't come down really about be, being in the show, which is lovely. They're incredibly excited. It's so nice to see. But but Nikki is is already off the book. She's word perfect. She doesn't need the script anymore. She knows her lines. She's when did just she give it to her? I, 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 no. She didn't. That's the point. She didn't learn it from the book. She'd already learnt it from the computer screen before I got there. Her and her kids are word perfect because she's been going through the script with her kids. Wow. The fact is, her kids have never seen her do anything on stage. And That's one of them, so sweet, yeah, though. one's 16, Elle, and uh, Finn is nine. Yeah. And they are just absolutely aching to see oh. their mum just perform this. And, <laughs> uh, you know, they like it. Yeah. They wanted to find out what happens in the end because... Uh, Come and watch it. Well, exactly. But <laughs> the, the script that I gave her hey, didn't... Money. <laughs> <laughs> the script I gave her didn't have the end in. So, uh, so no, it, it flicked through. No, the one I gave to her, to her the printed one does. Oh, right. But right, they right, hadn't right, seen right, it, so right. they just flicked through to the end to see what happened. Yeah. And um, I, well, I'm not going to tell you on the part. I thought you were going to have a little fish and chip twist ending or something. Oh, there. Just, nah, you can't have fish and chips with a twist. It's got to be regular. No, no, no. Oh, a little bit of lemon juice on the fish. Are you mad? That's oh, what, that's no, mean. good Lord. That's what restaurants do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Daily Mirror is so much nicer than a plate. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we are with the cast. Yeah. Um, Nikki was... Uh, was intriguing because obviously she's read the script through a few a, a lot mm. and she's struggling with one line and I might I might change it for her because the line is uh, he'll be thumbing his way through the racing post and she can't now say it without saying thumbing his way through the racing post so she's got a, she gets a lisp with that line that's it that's she it she doesn't have a lisp normally no good oh, lord that's, no that's no 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 she's just struggling with the line so I might I might change it get a flick in well, I might. I might. You know, if you can't have a flick in line, what can you have? This is probably subject to Maria's edits. Oh, it certainly will. Be. It certainly will. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, while I was in Japan as well, I, um, well, I, I was reading, because I'm now being George, yeah. I'm reading his lines and thinking, oh, there are too many lines. But genuinely, there are, uh, it, it's a very wordy part. And you remember me saying, I think it was on the last podcast we did about the Pauline song, The Princess in the Tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The gap that we have now that that's gone yeah. is just... Ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a long song. <laughs> no, I have to confess, it was, it was a very long song. Um, so now the end of the scene, uh, the scene just ends, mm. which is fine. And Maria's uh, argument for that is that uh, because there is a song in every scene and so many ideas come in at people, they need a break from it. And she's probably exactly right. You know, for the fact that you can actually see these two having yeah. a conversation is a very, very good thing. I mean, there were, you said there were 32 songs. That's quite a lot to absorb, to be fair. Yeah. But- 
Yeah, so I've, I've of course gone against that and created right. an, another song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've decided to put in where Maria wants the gap. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I wrote it in Japan. Oh, of course. Did yeah. you have a dream in Japan? No, I, I did. And I was, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd been reading the script the night before and I thought, oh, this, this has, this, this could really be a spot. Please tell it. me it's Japanese inspired. It's not Japanese inspired. <laughs> no, I, I wish I could write like the Japanese. No, no. Um, <clears throat> so no, uh, it's it's a, it's a standard song, and it's deliberately meant to be low key right. so that it's not a blast. But it probably won't go in. But I, the the problem is when you're in this time, you know you finish the you finish the play, you finish mm. the music, you finish the orchestration, everything is done. Yeah. And then on this side, you've also got the ticket sales. You've got to get the publicity. And I can't do, couldn't do anything for a month. So of course, mm-hmm. my brain goes goes haywire and starts thinking, well, ha- or just tinkering for the sake of it. Right. Yeah. And you've got to be so careful with that. And mm-hmm. it's why the the role of Maria is really important to say, no, don't do that. You cretin. Don't ever, <laughs> don't do that. That would be insane. She hasn't listened to the song yet. And I, I will orchestrate it properly and, and it'll be there as an option uh, just in case we need it. And so it's just sitting there. So again, it's more waste and it's... Um, that's, that's a really good point though, because I guess like, like you just said, the resistance to printing and giving people that mm. physical script mm. is that, like we've talked about as well, you know, that the whole point is that during this entire process, you might realise that a line doesn't quite work or a song needs to be changed slightly, like either changed key because the performer is like struggling with it or it would just sound better in a different key or, um, you know, any of those kind of little changes. Once you've printed that script, that is is there in black and white, isn't it? And you'd have to scribble on it and like it could get really confusing. Whereas everyone's using it, if everyone was using a digital script, especially if it was like, cloud-based mm. you could just go in and update it and just like save the new version and yeah. then they might they may be like oh i don't remember that bit but none the mm. wiser yeah it's a lot easier <clears throat> digitally yeah. and so it's it's a new age of this kind of thing and in terms of in terms of curtains when uh, the the musical from 20 years ago we had nothing like this everything was on paper mm. i mean there were handwritten things in the margin saying don't say it like that say it like this and we never actually got a completed version of the script. Oh, really? This one has version numbers. We're currently on version 4.0.1. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. There's been amends since four, <laughs> since version four, the final version. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, and now if we're axing eight pages of script into, in, in, in place of a song, yeah. then of course we're going to have to re-update that, which is why I'm talking about the environmental aspect. I don't want to be reprinting this time after time after time. Yeah, Maria's red pen can only have so much. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the poor lady. <laughs> she, I mean, she's uh, she's suffered with this one, but but she has figured out how to tell me no, mm. which is which is good. Nevertheless, this song will exist in some form, but it just might not be in the show. It'll be another one of these, you know, curious experiments. Yeah, yeah. But um, on the next podcast, what I'll probably do is show you the process because it actually gives me a chance to show you how a song is created from scratch. See the genius at work. No, see the cretin at work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, that'll be that'll be the next one. For this one, um, this is pretty much a, a state of play podcast, just to tell you where things are in terms of um, the production team. 
Um, Neil is figuring out a rehearsal schedule at the moment. He says that's well on the way, uh, figuring out locations of rehearsals and, uh, yeah. and tying in with dates for the theatre as well. So, yeah, that, that really is uh, cutting forward now, which is great. Nice to do. In fact, like you just said, um, the location situation, am I right in thinking, I might have imagined this from another podcast, but you said that a lot of the rehearsals will actually be at the LBT as well. Yeah, they have they have new rehearsal space. Uh, this oh, right, uh, okay. as part of the wing. You've you've been in the Attic Theatre. I have, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's also a media centre down downstairs now yeah. as well. And we'll be uh, predominantly using that. There's also the cellar theatre, which isn't used every evening. So yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. we'll be able to use that too. There's a lot of performance space available there for rehearsals, and it's a it's an incredibly flexible theatre. They've made it that way, mm. and uh, and so apart from the main house, there are other things we can do there too. No, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I think so. It'll be nice to see see it all working. But as I said, we're in this, this stasis at the moment where nothing's Waiting. happening, yeah. and so and I've tinkered and tinkered and changed and um, done some more and done and done more. <laughs> but I'm I'm incredibly happy. I thought at this point I'd be mulling back over the cast and thinking, oh, that's not quite right. It oh, is, really? but it is. Yeah. It is. I I can't believe how lucky we got uh, because the cast is just. You know, perfect. It, I, you know, fills me with pride to say that because yeah. the the audition process wasn't easy. We've discussed that, um, but it, it genuinely re- revisiting it and reading it in their voices, I couldn't be happier with it. Did any more of that happen in Japan as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the job in Japan was, you know, go out and see uh, see a Shinto temple during the day, uh, and and then come back. And everyone is exhausted, but my mind Sounds is. Awful, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but my mind is still buzzing. So I reread um, by George and and think, well, we could do that, could do that, but let's let's not do that. Um, so uh, so that was how my mind process worked for for that. Yeah. But it was frustrating not having a keyboard there. There wasn't a piano on board the ship, so I, I basically had to uh, have everything on a dicta- dictaphone. So how did you write the song then? Um, just using your mouth, just vocally. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 there are. Uh, <coughs> exp- yeah. I, tune in next week, and I'll show you how the hell I did this. But yeah, I uh, I, I come up with recordings, and then I use chords to, to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Chopsticks and little just, teacups. Just little teacups. And then, uh, oh. Fill in a bit more water. Oh no, it's heavily gamelan inspired. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I can I can see the issues there. Uh, so. Um, in the meantime, in, in this stasis, you've been doing an awful lot. You've got Blackadder coming up, haven't you? I have. Oh, well, the, plug in Blackadder. Well, this this oh, podcast well, it goes out on Wednesday. Yeah, and you're, that's, opening that's night. your opening night. So uh, even if they they listen to this um, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or even Saturday, yeah, they've still yeah, got time yeah. to come and see it, haven't they? Yeah. So Blackadder is going to be um, up in Marsden at the Parochial Church Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's still a few tickets left for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's barely any tickets left mm, for Saturday, Saturday, actually. Yeah. It's really strange. It's one of those shows where for like the past week or two, we've been like panicking, thinking, oh my God, there's no tickets sold. And anyone who follows me on Facebook or whatever, I've been pushing it like crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think because it's got that like cult, got to be careful how you say that You've word. You've got to be careful. Cult following. Um, obviously people will just sort of as it gets nearer especially people around Mars then will yeah. just go yeah you know what and I think that's the thing with this podcast that I I know that a lot of the people who are listening to it are people who are either interested in theatre already 
they're in the show or they auditioned for the show and they either didn't get the part they wanted or they're going yeah. to be in the ensemble. But really what we want is for this to become more of a, you know, everybody listens to it and everybody kind of gets invested into the Yorkshire Fish and Chip musical and makes it feel like it's their own, don't we? Yeah, I, I think so. But um, these are these are baby steps at the moment. Mm. The, the show isn't really developing at the moment. But it will. But it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, but these are these are quiet podcasts in the interim, simply simply to keep things bubbling under. Mm. Um, we wanted to get the auditions down on on the podcast, and that and that that was the most listened to podcast was the yeah, auditions yeah. one. And so hopefully that'll pick back up again when we go through. Um, it, it's not done for any money. It's done just simply for our our edification really yeah and for people to obviously listen and be like yeah. what the hell does does a musical look like when it's not been staged before yeah there's a mystique around it yeah. but there's also mystique around ticket sales you mentioned that mm. ticket sales we've we found that the pattern has changed since the pandemic all right and people's buying patterns have changed it's a curious thing but it's 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 now a pattern we've replicated unwittingly in every single musical that that I've done over the course of uh, since the pandemic yeah in that, there are, when the tickets go on sale, and up to about eight weeks before the show, there is initial glut of people, the regulars, the loyal fans who will come along, and then there is ghostly silence in the mm. box office. Yeah, yeah, David Clegg going crazy. Absolutely. <coughs> what, what, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you'll, you found it with Marsden. We found yeah, it yeah. at the theatre too, is that people now delay that impulse buy mm. until a lot later. So um, even even a week before, it's terrifying for people who are trying to sell a show Definitely, because you, yeah. you get this initial buzz of sales going, yes, it's selling. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And then the sales suddenly drop. Mm. And you think, what's happened? I have a bit of insight into that. Tell me. From a marketing perspective. Uh -huh. So obviously when you push out your ads, unless you've like managed your campaign, especially if it's on social platforms, mm. What will generally happen is if you assign a budget to it and you say, hit these demographics, it'll hit those people. And then it'll try and prioritize making as much money, as many sales as possible quickly. Mm. And then once it's used that kind of allocated budget, especially if it's a daily budget, it'll go, oh, I'm not getting results. So I'll stop spending because it's not doing anything. Mm. But at the start, there's that big push. And then unless you've managed your campaign quite right, it'll kind of, it'll peter out, but then it'll pick back up when it goes, oh, it's closer to the time of the event. Or, right. Or, oh, there's more people I could hit. Well, then maybe the theatre are playing a blinder here because what they have done is is delayed ticket sales. And, and mm. Other things, shows that are on later than ours, uh, there's a show called Ghost on at the musical, which is by Longwood's Operatic Society. They're doing that a month after by George. Yeah, yeah. And their tickets have been on sale for about a month already. So we're hitting a smaller window. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this affects the ticket sales. It, it may just work brilliantly. We will see. And, you know, if, it, if it's... If it's slow, we can just go go out dressed as fish and chips. I'll be doing that anyway. Oh, okay. No problem at all. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Is that, is that a podcast special? Oh, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, right. <laughs> Can't wait to see. I'll, I'll be dressed as a ketchup bottle. It, it's going to... It's gonna <laughs> Non-brewed condiment. Non-brewed condiment for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Get some little people to be salt and pepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I oh. say little people, I'm little, but... <laughs> no, we'll get, get the kids Even in, it's fine, we can market. So, uh, but again, that brings us on to marketing and how this mm. is going to be marketed. Now, originally I came up with um, a, a, an idea that... And I needed a visual so that people would think it was tangible. 
Yeah. And so um, I asked a, a, a gentleman from um, your side of the border, from the Manchester side, from, you know, the Isle of Man, sort of just that way, you know, over the border, to create... A few splashes over a pond. Just a few splashes. <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, that way. Uh, so I asked him to come up with a cartoon. And he came yeah. up with the one that's on the front cover of the uh, of the podcast and yeah. the front cover of, of the of the music sheets at the moment. It turns out we're not going to use that for the publicity. Oh, really? Yeah, um, we've gone for a, a, a not a more generic thing. It, it looks like um, a, a, like a like a, a like a, a piece of chip paper. Yeah, yeah. with with the stains. No, and, I have seen it actually. Yeah, yeah it's it, kind it, of white, and then it's got fish chips and salt and vinegar. Yeah, it, and yeah, I, yeah. I do love the use of yeah, white. Yeah. In a, in, in, a, in a campaign because everyone splashes for colour these days. Yeah, yeah. And no, white really sticks out in that. So I think the other thing as well, because you see the food, yeah. your brain goes, ooh, what's this? Yeah. Tasty. And then, like, really what you want is tasty for the ears. But, yeah. yeah. No, we were looking at different angles for the marketing. And um, the storyline is essentially quite generic in terms of there are two women fighting over a man. <laughs> effectively that's that if you boil down the plot to its yeah, yeah. to its absolute zenith then that's what it is and that's mm. not a unique selling point at all it's the not fish and chips are though. that's it it's yeah. fish and chips and the fact that it's a comedy premiere musical yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the angle that the marketing's gone for yeah. plus the fact that it's sort of inspired by victoria wood style and so people will get a hang of what what it's actually going to be a better better vision if you than if you just said it's two women fighting over a man <laughs> I still like the the fact that we're using the cartoon aspect for the podcast because mm. I think that's the important thing is it's from the page and then the fish and chips, the more kind of like, um, let's call it live action, the real kind of physical yeah. emblem there. It works selling the, the stage production. I think me. so too. And I think that, I think that when people see the podcast, the only, the only thing that they could be a bit confused about maybe is, Oh, there's, there's two different like, uh, you know, visuals, very, very different in theme. They are very different. And, and it's important, as you know, in marketing to keep one brand mm. all the way through. Otherwise, as you say, people get very confused with it. So um, the, the cartoons will be kept to one side. Um, but also when we, when I, when I commissioned the cartoons, the, the musical was something a little different yeah. and it was more cartoony. It was it was it was more slapstick, and as we've uh, as as Maria and I have sort of solidified the roles of people, it's become very real now, and so it is less cartoony, and it is more like it's the chip shop it's musical, more genuine sit like family sitcom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. It's got a lot of heart to it. I think so. I like mm. to think so. We're see, we've got to see how much we can actually put across, and that'll happen in the next two weeks. We'll find out exactly how much heart this oh, thing is going to have exciting yes but also frustrating because we're two <laughs> weeks away i can't wait to see this process of how you wrote this song yeah well um, that that'll be that'll be on the next next week's podcast so don't forget to subscribe tune in then and we'll have more for you there awesome cheers rich thanks man see you next time see you bud <laughs>